Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma, the Complex Sneakers Podcast. We're back. Episode eight. My favorite number eight. I'm with my guys, Matt Welty. What's up? And, of course, to my left, Brendan Dunn. I haven't eaten lunch, but I did have a croissant, and I think there's a a warm slice of cheese pizza waiting for me after this. Is it still going to be warm? Yeah, it's not going to be warm. Uh, There's a microwave somewhere around. Okay, but the biggest topic before we dive in, Matt Welty hasn't worn a hat two days in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Welty has not worn a hat two days in a row, and this is a new year, new him. Yeah, he was... uh, The confidence level. Yeah, Joe is making jokes, because it's funny, because I've... In the past, like six years, I feel like everyone's seen me every single day with a hat. With good they, reason. Yeah, and they have. <laughs> I finally feel confident. I love in it. the hairline. And the, the joke that Joe made that I actually made about myself first is, I guess I, look, <laughs> I, I supposedly look like a skinnier Fedor exactly. Milianenko without a without the hat on. Exactly. So if we're trying to paint a picture here, that's exactly who he looks. Are like you happy Fedor. with that comparison, Wealthy? Is that where you want to be? Yeah, that's good. People were comparing me to Peter Rosenberg, which was kind of. I got a lot of those DMs. Yeah. Yeah, people. Yeah. C- comparing, you got DMs. Yeah, about yeah, random people DMing me photos of Peter Rosenberg, saying, "Is this your coworker?" Wow, that's a weird place to be. Brendan You're getting Dun- DM'd about two Stay other people that DMs. are. <laughs> Brendan Dunn was getting. I was getting added all week because there was a guy in a Fenty lookbook. That oh had yeah, a big, the Rihanna thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we know that's definitely not a him, lot of people so. tagging me that uh, on Twitter too. By the way, follow me on Twitter. I, I finally He's surfaced on Twitter. after ten long years. I'm on there at Brendan Dunn. Uh, throw me a follow. He's on Twitter. Also, another bit of news. You know, we talked about his mom resurfacing the original Mars Yard sneakers. Yeah. I uh, saw them in the I saw them in the office yesterday. Yeah, I you know, rarely when I send a rare pair of shoes in the mail do I pay for insurance, but I had her dig them out of my brother's closet in Portland, undisclosed location. That's all I'll say about the location. And then I paid her to insure it up to like eight thousand dollars or something like you that. You guys remember like you'd be like Saturday morning and you'd be listening to the radio and they'd have people call in, they're like, What are you selling? And they would be like, Hey, I have like a pickup truck. I I'm, I want this much. What location was that? <laughs> what is I don't this? remember seriously, I don't you remember. You interrupted that. my shit for this? <laughs> no. But what I'm saying Backwards, is that like that, that's what that that's what you should that's what you should do right now. You have the opportunity to list the shoes live on air. No, how, the how, shoes, much do you, how much do you want for them? The shoes have been taken care of. Okay. Okay. Over, uh, they can have, you guess how much you're selling them for? They have changed hands. <laughs> okay. Have they been sold? I offered you what on the podcast? Six racks? That's not enough, Joe. Oh. It's it's <laughs> higher than eight? Keep going. Higher than ten? You can buy them from Flight Club if you want them. Wow. Okay. Starting off the year with a with a big uh, a big bag. Trying. Not, not from Reebok. Not from but Reebok, but there you go. Exactly. As much as I would love to banter about Welty not wearing a hat and you are reselling... We have a guest that I feel like we could talk to for hours. Today we have a special guest on the podcast, someone who was born into the sneaker business and has carried the torch of his family store for over 40 years. He literally made his first sneaker sale when he was seven years old, and he's never looked back, establishing the aptly titled Packer Shoe Stores as a legendary destination. Some call him the sneaker king in New Jersey. Please welcome Mike Packer. Thank you. That's, Mike, happy uh, to have you here. Yeah, they, they had me doing other things before I was seven, but I think my parents will Seven years old. I mean, yeah, it was, I have pictures, stories. I mean, I was in a carriage. I mean, my mom, when she married my dad, she gave up being a school teacher and went in uh, to work in the business, and it was 100% family. And this I mean, was in Yonkers, though. I know Yon- you're- Yonkers, Ashburton Avenue, uh, yeah. 
yeah. It's, and it was was there when my grandfather started and unfortunately passed away early. And then my father had to get into the business um, when he was going to NYU. And um, they lived above the store, actually. It literally was there forever. And that was um, Packer Bros shoes at the time? It, yeah. I mean, it was Packer Brothers when it first, first started. Mm -hmm. um, 1907. You know, the family politics behind it of like people not talking to each other anymore and stuff like that would <laughs> probably, <laughs> happens, probably kill the hour. Happens in every like, family. Oh, I, have, I have some of that over sneakers in my family yeah, as well. Listen. Now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then something through when the depression and tax liens and all this other nonsense, which thankfully doesn't affect me anymore. So mm -hmm. Do you uh, remember what that first pair you sold? Probably a pair of Royals because that's all everybody was buying back then. Mm. A pair of Canvas, either Pro Keds or Royals. Mm -hmm. um, but we were not, I mean, yeah, sneakers was a part of it, but it was literally from, you know, women's. It was tip-top meets what mm -hmm. Packer is Shout now, out to right? Lester. Oh, Lester's, I mean, I should have, you know, you should wear a tie. When you have him on the, on the show, you should all wear <laughs> ties. Talking about Lester, Lester, Lester Wasserman. Google him. Google him. Uh, Mike, so real quick, the, the, the general history of the store, like you said, founded in 1907, Yonkers back then, and then you kind of helped it reemerge in around 2003 in T-neck, is that right, as, as like a sneaker boutique in the dawn of that era? Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I was like a good soldier, went to college, went to law school. I actually practiced for almost 10 years. One of my last um, things that I was doing was doing on the venture capital side. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm the guy that was responsible for putting all those uh, Major League bobblehead little miniatures and all the post cereals back in the day. Wow. Okay. So, it's um, one for the resume? Uh, wow, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, but it was really the best thing that ever happened to me because I was thrust into going over to Asia where I never had been before. And I think it was back and forth in Hong Kong, probably between, I think, six or seven times, literally within a calendar year. When is this? What year is this? This is 2001, 2002. Okay. Um, and it's something where going over there, you just saw everything that you heard about here a little bit, mm -hmm. but it also was really not bubbling, but you were able to go there. And I mean, when you saw, I mean... It, some of the stuff that was coming out there sneakers sneaker wise yeah. and you're like this is cool as shit i mean i was coming back with stuff and um you know it was literally that just bubbling then and mm -hmm. thankfully what i was doing then sort of gave me a lot of time to understand you know what what it was that this maybe could be and yeah. i mean even before that moving to teaneck the first thing i ever said to my wife is like you know, this, this place needs a sneaker place. Like, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's such, it's Bergen County. It's it's just so much there. And um, she got tired of me just talking about it over and over and over again. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, get up and just get off your ass. It should get off the pot. And yeah. um, decided to do it. It was literally right around the time when Nort was downtown. I mean, I re literally remember going into Nort probably, and I kick myself now because 360 Toy was right next door to there. Mm -hmm. and I could have bought any cause that I wanted for anything. But it's also the time when you walked into Nort and bought the Safari Air Max yeah, ones yeah, that yeah. were sitting on the, you know, on the shelf. But those who knew knew and i think neil was behind the counter then for neil. those who don't know by the way nort was a stash of sneaker store that was in in new york and they had one in berlin as well i only ever went to the one in berlin san but, francisco i yeah. believe that popped up but yeah it i mean it was a time where that and then undefeated was was doing what they were doing i had never been to undefeated but the th i think it was either the first or second complex magazine that i picked up had mm -hmm. pictures of undefeated mm -hmm. and um that's really how all this stuff got in motion and i vividly do remember and i think i still have one of the emails that alludes to it i mean people in the industry thought i was literally nuts they told me you're batshit crazy for and opening for a store opening in opening a store in teaneck let alone jersey i mean we had and my parents still had the store in yonkers and i was working there on the weekends and helping and you know making some extra money and yeah. stuff like that and it was something that we had all the accounts, we had all the relationships, and it just was sort of taking what that was at that time. And again, my parents, they, they worked their whole lives there. My dad worked his whole life there, and they're retired in Florida now. But he was resistant to change back then when Nike would – I mean, it was – I remember growing up with a Nike rep coming over to my parents' house for Sunday really? dinner, taking out 
samples. I mean, I have pictures of my son who's now 25, literally in piles of the first Dion's and stuff like that. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it was a different time, but my dad sort of stayed the same and it was sneakers were literally a very small, I mean, decent part of the business, but yeah. not like what it is today. When you, when you open it as a boutique, were you, were you stocking it with all that stuff you were finding in Asia or like, like what no, sneakers did you my, have on the my, shelves? I mean, there was a film that Nike did that never got released where they filmed Adam Leventon and of course, Air Ref. Yeah, it was Adam. It was M's. It was mm. uh, a couple other guys who were digging in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were in your store. Yeah. in Ashburton. I mean, there was so much stuff. I mean, when I was still a lawyer and I was bored as hell, I mean, I, that stash that they had there or, you know, that shit was on eBay all day long. I mean, it's, 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 did you, you, yes, you were I, selling them? Yes, I was yeah. selling them at, and you can ask me that, and I'll tell you that straight. Do you want to do the honors? There, you, ha- yeah. you have resold sneakers, Oh, right? 100%. I was actually to the point of that I joined PayPal, I think, in their second week. Wow. Well, it gets, it gets better and then stupider at the same time. Uh, I get a call one day, and it's like, I am your manager of PayPal. Do you want to buy some shares in PayPal because we're going public? Did you? I did okay i'm Not an enough. idiot that sold it on the open where it actually bumped up a lot but and i borrowed some money to buy a thousand shares mm-hmm. i think it came out at 16 and i sold it at 27 and hey yeah. it made a little it bit is, of money it is, yeah but but you know if if you were if you're in and i think that's what's so great about you know all of us talking about today if you're in the business you see things you know you could see the the natural progression of that being bought by ebay why it was bought by ebay mm-hmm. like everything going um, but yeah, it was a, yeah. Was, so even back then you, time. even back then you could see that the secondary market in sneakers was going to be a thing. It, it, it was a thing. I mean, I, I remember the first thing I put on eBay was a pair of retro fives, black, not even, no, they weren't retro. They were the original fives. Mm. I wake up one day and it's the bids at 400 and some odd dollars. And I'm like, my wife, I said to my wife, I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm going to Yonkers. I'll be back in a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, so this was uh, old stock that was at the store in Yonkers? It was old stock. It was, yeah. it was something where there were the days where you could call up. I mean, it's when Prestos came out. There were, if you knew the stock numbers, you could call up. I mean. I heard the A-Life uh, guys talking about that too, that they used to like just call Nike and be like, hey, do you have this SKU number? And just. Yeah, and who do you get- think gave them those numbers? Because. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. Talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> they took the no, game plan, Mike? So no, what, you no, could just it, call for new, for inventory and they would send it. I mean, back then, yeah, Nike style numbers. I remember the day when Nike style numbers, I think it was four or five numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember my high school basketball team, the JV wanted grape fives. Okay. My dad called up Nike, ordered 26 pair of grape fives, and they were there in five. You, it, it That's was, awesome. I mean, yeah, but again- Back then, who I, if I was smart, that smart, I wouldn't, you know, I... I, I feel that way I made sometimes, a lot of too. Like- no, no, because we had every... My dad didn't throw anything out. We had every single catalog of every single brand. Oh, wow. And I was... one. I mean, I remember throwing them all out. Yeah. But have you, you guys one. have done this stock locate thing, right? Like, we used to do that on, like, the Nike Talk outlet thread, I- where people would post SKUs for certain shoes, and then you would just call... You, you could chat on Nike.com and ask them for, like, which outlets had the SKU, and then yep. call, and they would have the blue Air Max ones for, for $40. And also, not apples to apples, but at finish line, if you got the style number, you could find we were a store in new york you could find a store in middle of the country oh they have one sneaker left and that was like the cheat code because you're getting a style number it's sold out everywhere except for this little part of the country and we would just locate it as the store manager and be like hey um we have a customer can you send it to store Mm. 395 in baser new york and it was like terminators and and like those leather um air trainers yeah you remember the first stash air forces the high tops that came in the metal in the metal yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to return the twenty-four pair back to Nike so they could actually do the release because I had the style number and you found them in an outlet ran. or what? No, no. You called up Nike yeah. and you ordered them. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Wait, wait. Why did you have to return them? Because my rep called me, the, my dad, and he's like, "Did you guys order these?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, do me a favor. You're going to make me look really bad because it literally was yeah. one rep for all of New York. Mm-hmm. Who was the rep? Who?" Chris Martin, who okay. I still am in touch till now, who's not moved, the guy from Coldplay, Coldplay. who moved to. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a great guy. He actually was the one who championed us once we. I mean, I've no, I knew him beforehand. He was my dad's rep. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he's now over in Portland. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, and he's doing stuff. He actually was with SB for a while when everything was talking about it. Nike like had to percolate it and get it back up yeah. and stuff like that. He knew the business like no other back then and obviously still does. And um, it uh, it was like, you know, I need you to do this, but it's like either you're going to lose your account or I'm going to lose my job type deal. Mm. So they went back. Speaking of growing And Joe Thompson knew every single, because Joe was over at Nort back then. Okay. It was Joe and Neil. Speaking of growing up in uh, Yonkers, one of the people that you met really young was Jadakiss. Mm-hmm. You have like a real like special relationship. You were selling them sneakers back in the day. What? How did that happen? What was that like? He was a kid on the corner. Yeah. And I can't go into much more than that. But, <laughs> but whatever but I, Jada does say is a thousand percent true. Okay. Jada said that your job, a young Mike Packer's job at Packer Shoes was to go to the, all the boys on the corner with all the new releases and let them know when new stuff was in the that store. That actually is true, but it's he, he didn't... I was the one who had everybody's beeper numbers. And we also had a notebook that my dad in the front came, you know, kept all of the SAS orders or Timberland orders that he ordered for people, all the people that were coming in. And um, yes, I mean, we had, it was a notebook that my, it was myself and my brother, but I was doing it mostly um, because we both had to be there because that's what it was. Mm -hmm. We, I had every beeper number when stuff did come in. And I remember vividly when court forces, Delta forces came out the first time, got in my parents' blue Acura, went up the street went through, I mean, projects, I mean, mm-hmm. whatever it was, yep. but I mean, I, you know, I have a pass there. I've had a pass there and mm-hmm. forever. Um, and yeah, just, you tell them. And then every, then it's just like bees to a bees to, to honey. Yeah. And one, one thing I would say is you definitely have a loyal clientele. I remember even back in the day when we were going to shoot fabulous for sneaker shopping and it was like, it came through the pipes that he only wants to do it at Packer Shoes. And do you think it's because you were on the ground at such a young age and they, the celebrity clientele was young back then. Do you think that you built that trust and that rapport and that's why they're loyal to you now? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, Fab, I didn't get to know Fab until Phoenix, but I think it's just something that, and I, I've said this before, growing up in that store, working in that store, doing and having the 360 degree view of everything mm-hmm. it's, it was better than business school it's better than anything i mean it's something where you know relationship wise it's i mean to me i still love seeing a customer enjoy a pair of shoes right yeah, for sure and, and it's something where yes jada and i mean there were a lot of other guys i mean hip who we used in the diodora the yeah. thing that we did with jada i mean that was a, i mean in our office that day it literally was they took over lane. and over yeah. and over. It was unbelievable. What um, about Raekwon? I know you you Ray's, real close with Raekwon Ray's, too. Ray is through Teaneck. Yeah, um, you, you did the sneaker with them as well. The the purple 20, tape. Yeah, we did the twentieth anniversary. Um, we also had him. Actually, we got to know him first when we did the Saucony. We did it with Just. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we had Ray perform when we did the Snow Beach release. Right. Um, so that's how that relationship started. Um, when Diodora first came back and we were doing stuff, Pato did it, then we did something. It was just natural. And I, I, when we did that shoe, when we did the purple tape shoe, I, Ray was one, he's with a great partner to do it with. He was a thousand percent in, mm-hmm. um, but he also can riff on Diodora. Like he got it, he yeah, got it yeah. right away. And um, it was something where, I mean, he was integ- he was involved. He was actually involved in the whole ideas design i mean aaron who you know forever like of course put, put everything together and it was uh, a couple other guys who were working for me back then where just all these ideas came and i don't know i'm smart enough to know when i don't know something or do hear something really you know there and yeah let people ride with it so it's it's that but yes relation to get a long-winded yeah. Yeah. answer to your question yeah. is yes relationships matter and there have been some that are literally 30 35 years old Last episode on the podcast, we kind of talked about the last decade in rappers shaping the influence of sneaker culture. The clientele that you deal with and what you just relayed is that like Raekwon could riff on Diodora. How do you feel about this new age and the younger generation of rappers moving the needle in terms of influence? It's something that you saw happening. Is it something that you appreciate? Do you not appreciate the older generation more, but do you see like the shift like we saw it? And how do you feel about that? I mean, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll appreciate anything these days that looks halfway authentic, mm-hmm. right? And yes, there are guys who do it. I mean, you know, what Travis is doing, I mean, they're pushing the needle on that stuff. And listen, he's got- You like the Travis Scott shoes? 
Um, for what they are, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't wear them. I mean, but I do see it for what they are. You get it. And yeah. appreciate it. Sure. Which is like the best, which is, I always say is like, that's the best answer. I totally get why this is happening. Yeah. And straight up, I mean, I don't know how the 270s are going to sell, but it's not a bad 270. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight it's, up. It's, was that a Travis Scott? Ad lib. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you can't, Mike, you can't do anything around this guy. I knew he was going to say that. I didn't, but, I didn't do it purposely. I am not that smart. Or <laughs> I that, knew he uh, was going to say it. Yeah. Um, Comparing to Travis's other miles, 270 is kind of a tougher fit. Even that looks pretty decent. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but it's something where, again, like guys like that, you can, it's very easy to see through the facade of, you know, who's buying dunks and wearing them because they're now the it thing and mm-hmm. who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, is it my place to call those people out on this podcast? Absolutely not. Why not? <laughs> because that's your job. Uh, <laughs> what what full size run? And that's and actually that's why. Keep and, it and again, kudos to you guys. And I'm, this is totally mm-hmm. off tangent, but um, when you guys asked me to do this, I listened to them. This is cool shit. This Thanks is that. It's, and it was it's needed for now. And I think now more than ever, the younger generation that was into all this has grown up, right? You guys are doing what you're doing mm-hmm. in media. Thankfully, there are guys who grew up understanding who are now in positions of power, not power, but they can move the needle, whether it's at Nike, at Adidas, at Reebok, and it's really needed. And their voices, whether they were involved in this in the US, the UK, Japan, wherever it is, mm-hmm. I think that's what gives me hope and optimism for all this because it's something where i mean we can go on for hours how this whole industry is fucked up at the moment but there yeah. are there are a lot of positives what's to it what's one fucked up thing in the or you think is the most fucked up thing in the industry right now um what grinds mike packer's gears um i think that it, it's it's sort of an amalgam of things it's it's something where like understand what you're doing don't be sheep don't be like these kids today right and it's like the unfortunate thing about it all with social media is like you can't call anybody out for it because then it'll just be taken the wrong way yeah and it's the whole to me it's the loudest voice in the room type theory Mm -hmm. which society in general but i think also in sneakers today um and in this industry it's something where if people would just take the time and understand and have their own following for things yeah, yeah i think that's i mean that's the biggest thing i mean if you're going to want to ask me about product and projects and stuff like that that's a totally different conversation i, I wonder but, if you feel like stuff like travis scott contributes to that though like uh, is retail fucked in part because no young person wants to buy a shoe that isn't an off-white nike or a travis scott jordan or a yeezy yes but i think that's what's something that sets us apart sometimes mm-hmm. um and i think what, Us being Packers shoes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and everybody who works, you know, for me over the years, I mean, we've always stayed true to what we believe. I mean, I've made obviously mistakes over time, but you also have this innate, I mean, I was the most fortunate thing is, and aside from being in the store every day, growing up in the era that I grew up in mm-hmm. of the business, that has literally shaped the last 17 years and it will shape the next 25 years of this business. And to me... When a new shoe comes out and you're like, you have that holy shit moment and it's retroable. Yeah. That's where, again, the optimism comes with things. Um, Do you feel the pressure around that product? Like, fuck, I have 200 pairs of Yeezys. How am I going to sell these things without people going crazy? No. What do you mean? Uh, like, like, I wonder if... It's it, just a hassle. It, it, is it like ass. an extra burden? When you, no, to not me, if you it's, do it right. Yeah. Not if you do it right. And, I, and again, like, there have been customers until like what Joe was asking me about before... There have been customers that we have had literally since day one, which, you know, they're post-it note customers. And mm. I will, I, I, you know, I will never back away from that. Like, if you get X amount of shoes, I mean, obviously we do what we do as far as raffles and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but, and being as fair as possible with things. But if we have enough, God damn it, those people are getting held down. And yeah. there is absolutely, nobody can tell me different. And these kids today... They don't understand that. Because the, the, they'll, t- they'll they say you're backdooring. You're backdooring I, I don't give a shit what they say. Yeah. And it's it's something where I know when you had Chris on, you know, when he went, uh, was it the MoMA releases yeah. the Air Force? And they and let him online. That's, that's, that's few and far between. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, whether you want to call it honor among thieves or anything else, it's all those older resellers that were out there and they understand. And that's something that I think is solely missing today from the youth. Do you, um, but do you respect the resellers? 
do I respect the resellers? That who tr- like because like I'm assuming on most of these releases, it's like resellers that are coming to your store. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, it is what it is. You cannot take that away from it. I think that companies sometimes dwell on it way, way too much, and I think that's when you had when you know the Air Force anniversary when they took or you know they saw what Air Forces were doing, and mm-hmm. you had the the anniversary, and suddenly prices went up. There wasn't mm-hmm. a release every. I mean, that's when you're looking at whether it's flight or now it's stock X. Like if you go into meetings and you go into product reviews and they're like, Oh, what do you think this is going to do on stock X? It's like, really? they ask you that. That's no, it's, 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 but you can tell that's one, that's where it is and that's where it's going. Or when you're referencing product, they're referencing what it is on the app. And these are internal people. I mean, I'm comfortable enough with someone. It's like, shut the fuck up. Just make good product and move. Yeah. And, And I think, I think the 700 V3 is, is, is a great example of that. People want to talk about easy, dead, this, that, everything else. You put out good product, go. Go give the 350 V2s to dicks. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Just come with good product. I, I think it's important for us, too, because it's so easy for us to default to, like, judging how good a shoe it is by, like, how much it resells for, you know. And I think it's important to remind ourselves as critics that that's not, like, the grade or the barometer no not at all and i think we we, we just came off a, a, a project with diodora that we did right towards the end of the year and we get we understand what it is thankfully diodora understands what it is now too make sh- if you make good shoes they will sell you have mm-hmm. to know your market you know you know what what your consistency has stood for over all this time and and what it what we can pull off what we can't pull off yeah and that thing sold. I mean, I, I was surprised that it sold out in six minutes, but it did. Um, that doesn't mean to then go double down, but which is, you know, I think mistakes that maybe sometimes I've made over the years. But there is that um, customer out there that will go after, you know, the, the, the Barcelonas that were just released in Manchester. Like, and that, when stuff like that happens, that, that's like, you're like, ah, oh, you smile and you're like, that's fucking great. Yeah. You, you know? made, you, we spoke about it though, but you made a shoe behind Adidas's back, essentially. What that, was that? That Ultra Boost, that like. That wasn't behind their back. But like, so no one knew it was happening. You know, it was like a secret. No. That was a secret release. No, people knew it was happening. I mean, there, there were product guys that knew it was happening. We didn't, I, I, listen. I want to say if the shoe was out there two years or three years before we dropped it, you know how all those Ultra Boosts were, rele- were, mm-hmm. were getting leaked on Instagram? The people in the factory don't give a shit about that anymore because for they think that, you know, Boost is an Ultra Boost is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, again, we did that project. Um, but it was kind of like a secretive project. It, it, no, it really... <laughs> Really wasn't, and it, but it's, there it's he a goes. credit. The hats it, off and no, his pride in twenty twenty. The hats off and the gloves are. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go toe to toe with yeah. you on that. No, it's actually. I mean, from Aaron and Victor. I mean, everybody who works on my end. Um, we we were very clear, like how, you know, we want to release this. Adidas was fine with that, and yes, to a certain extent, internally, people didn't know about it. But that's the best thing that ever happened, and because. Again, and this can go on totally different tangents. It's like all of us who have survived and been around in, you know, the the industry and have our stores and get to do projects, we've thankfully grown into little agencies all ourselves, right? And and th- I, you know, thankfully over the years and 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 especially now having talented good people who care um is something where you know, Companies now are trusting us with budgets, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a prove it theory, obviously. But yeah, it, it's we did our damn yeah good job. We did a really Mike, you, good job. The other and thing you you guys have done projects, so many projects with so many brands. But I feel like Nike is is one that I like. You guys did the the Vapor Tour Nine release in 2012, which was sort of like a Packer exclusive, if I recall the, correctly. The, Fed- the Federer, yeah, the Federer mm-hmm. joints, but sure. like, how come there's never been a Packer Nike shoe? I don't know. You, you have to ask them. I mean, if I, that's that's something where did it come close to happening at any point? Um, I mean, the, the, uh, there were a lot of things talked about. I think there are a lot of things that Nike has come out with that I can sort of see that there's the DNA of maybe talking too much. And you like, think Nike took your ideas? I, I, I'm not going there <laughs> about anything at all. I, I can just say that it was a privilege and an honor to work on the Federer shoe, and and just going back to the way things were. That when we saw the line, I mean, that was not even 
in the line. That was like found in the back of the performance tennis. And it's like, oh shit, this can actually be something. A Tinker Hatfield shoe. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, it was like, you know, I think you look at it and you know there's something there. And when they came to us to to do something and it was it was uh, Nike releasing it at the US Open and we were doing it, just had the exclusive with the store. And right. It was great. I mean, did that lead to other conversations about other tennis things that, you know, around that shoe? Yeah. Um, did some of those probably come out and stuff like that? Obviously, but it is what it is. To that point, you have collaborated with so many brands. How do you navigate collaborating with different brands at different times and making sure, not that you don't piss any other brands off, but just, you know, throughout the year, you have a certain amount of slots to fill and you are collaborating with different brands month to month. How do you stay authentic and work with everyone that it's a trust situation that goes both ways? Um, I mean, is it uh, difficult? Is it easier no, said than done? No, it's, 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 I think if you have a great relationship with a company, I, I think it's very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we've I never, can't even work with one brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Juggling all Can these you make brands. that happen for him finally? I mean, listen, I, I feel like Greg Popovich a little bit just because you like kind of look Packer like him a little from, bit. No, but our, 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 you know, Popovich, as they talk about his coaching tree and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, Leo came through, you know, he's over at Reebok and yeah. he's doing great, great things over Shout there. Shout out to Leo. Um, I mean, my first manager who I had for a long time. Um, Dave Vericker, is it? That is Dave Vericker. And yeah, he's, he's a, a Nike it's, now. It, it's, it's not, I don't think it's really a coincidence that Nike started to right the ship when it comes to mm-hmm. the energy stuff. Real quick, so um, people know Dave, Dave Vericker was at Packer Shoes and then he was uh, at Mercer for a long time and now he's right. out in Beaverton, like high up. Uh, I, I don't yeah, know what his position high, is. Pretty, but he's pretty high up. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, to that point, the topic of the week has been, you know, Sean Weatherspoon just confirmed that he's getting an Adidas collab and a old clip surface from that show, The Sit Down, yeah. with our with our friend Don Drew. And so basically, he was on the sit down with the Don Drew, and he asked him, he goes, "Do you like Adidas or whatever?" And he says, "I never fucked with Adidas. It's something that has no nostalgia I think for Adidas it." Sucks is what he said. I didn't know if he said that, but then he went on to say he's he's a Nike guy. He would let Nike shit down his throat. That was like the direct. I took that but he, clip, but he said I he forwarded to everybody at adidas everybody really? so and you're snitching no i'm not snitching it's it's tommy lee jones you ever hear the word hinky no, no what from, is that? okay it's 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 in one of his movies it's from the fugitive you just use this word hinky and they look at him like what's hinky it's like well it's hinky you look at it and you just know it's hinky um yeah that that to me it's like why why, why? do you say why it he cheapens said, yeah. it cheapens yeah. your brand to me whose brand adidas I don't really know. So work with Sean, Sean, Sean doesn't have a brand. I mean, Sean has round two. I mean, great. I want to I mean, go on record here. I, this is this not Brendan a, Dunn no, hating no, on Sean. Not, this I, is I, a question. Never, this I've is never, a question I've that I want to get. I've yeah, no, we, we, I, you know, I have a great relationship with Sean. He was on the panel and it's just, it's something that's happening and, and the clip surfaced. And again, I don't know whether anybody's put this out there. I mean, there's a link on Grailed. Go find it when, it, you know, the round two shirts that said more, more air, less boost or something. It's sort of, it's like, again, I don't, I don't. I, I know what my reactions are. I know why they are what they are. I've learned in this business you cannot control what guys do. You just have to let them make their own mistakes. And if it is what it is, I mean, but it, it's, you know what it is? It's not, you can go, you can talk about it, this, that. To me, being in the business every day and being passionate about what we do and what, as Joe was saying, like doing things that make sense and navigating with companies. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. He's like that. It's disappointing. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's disappointing. It's like, really? You, you have all these other things that you can be doing. Like, to me, you have Blondie. Look at that video that they put out with Blondie for his superstar. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. The see-through joints. Right. Yep. But yeah, not, not just that it's the shoe, but the way that it was all put together. You have an asset like that, and then you turn the next week and you announce something like this, or mm. like you let Sean do it. And again, I, I never want to take money out of anybody's mouth or anything like that. But Or shit. Oh, <laughs> Come on, Don. <laughs> do you think... But don't chase. It's it, it seems that they're chasing. Don't chase. Lead. Don't chase. As long as it's on record here that this is not Brendan Dunn hating on Sean Weatherspoon. This is not a story planted by me or anything oh, like that. Right, right, There's so no it, hate. It's just a discussion. Come on. This, this, is, this is a you know a good piggyback off of that um, because he went on to actually tell Complex Sneakers that he loved the Samba growing up. He used to buy them at Models. It was one of his favorite sneakers. You dealing with the sneaker you know, industry and a lot of nostalgia, do you think a lot of people fake the funk when it comes to, oh, I used to love this shoe back in 1987, or they're doing it just to sell a story? I mean, the internet's a beautiful thing. You can do histrionics, I mean, in, in about 10 seconds. I Again, like we said before, it's very easy to see through things, right? Um, also, very tough to quantify how much he loved the shoe. If he did, like, you could love the shoe for a month, you know. I'm setting this one out. I'm just <laughs> saying, though, he could have loved the shoe for three months. Is that not enough love to no, love? No, I'm not it? saying I, that, I but it. his other quote said that he never fucked with it back in the day. That's I, all. I, again, but it's also, it. but it's also, it's like, even if you track it back a little bit, hey, Atmos, Homeo, they want to do an A6 with them. I mean, with that with shoe the looks nice. Yeah. It's not a bad looking shoe. Yeah, but it's like a good a shoe. But if you're Adidas, you're not just sloppy seconds. Now you're third. Mike, do you understand it on some level in terms of like trying to work for the brand? Like, do you ever worry about that? Like, you know, what not you not pissing brands off because Nike at this point controls so much. You know, they're 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 tightening distribution. They they want to do direct to consumer on everything, and mm-hmm. it, it has to hurt for like a, a small business owner like you. Um. As I mean, as far as, as what the release is only going to like sneakers and things like that. Yeah. Um, no, I think that I think that I mean, if you look at Nike, the way they're doing it, Adidas, I mean, to a certain extent, you know, as well, there obviously is this shortening of stores going out of business. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I think the way that it's all going. And again, Nike, I think, learned a long probably seven, eight years ago that going direct to consumer and really, really making that the focus mm-hmm. takes away energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. It does. And, you know, with Adidas, with, with that happening and when Adidas had this perfect storm of ultra, of boost and then NMD and ultra boost and Nike being where they're doing, I think that you have to take a very hard look at yourself as a company and they righted that ship, right? So D2C is, not, is never going away, right. ever, ever. It, it will not. And it's I, you have to understand it from a business perspective that it will not. I think that you will have, obviously, you know, Nike or D- any of the companies there. Mm-hmm. You will have your stores on top that I think these companies understand that drive energy. Yeah. Um, Does it scare you when they say we're going to cut out undifferentiated retail? I don't. What's the, I don't know what that definition is, but yeah. um, but I don't want to be in that pool. I yeah. think that you know we do enough good things, and I think our channel, you know, whoever those sto- you know stores that have been around for a while and doing what we do bring energy to the brands in, a, in different ways. I mean, that ultra boost that we did, I mean, straight up, that should have come out of them for the fifth anniversary. We did a better job at it, mm. right? And are there other ones that we saw that are sort of coming out now that takes the DNA from what we did? Yeah, but you know what? I'll take it as a compliment and you move on to the next. Speaking of like Adidas and consortium and all that sort of stuff, it's supposed to be like, you know, one big happy family sometimes they they kind of paint it where it's all the retailers are the best buds and i know a lot of mm-hmm. you are like are you guys still like really competitive with each other or is it still this one big happy family behind I'll, the scenes? I'll, I'll tell you a story i remember where i was sitting um it's it's i was it's still in teaneck day to day um when peter from sneakers and stuff put me on an email with karsten who heads up sales and a lot of other things over at adidas from germany for consortium and like hey you may not know who mike is or or just because you know the 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 relationship with europe i don't know if if you remember way back then a lot of the european stores had a much deeper relationship with adidas because they were based Mm -hmm. much there peter put us both on an email 
I think the next week or so when Karsten was in New York, I mean, we met. I mean, I had the consortium account right then and there. That logo that Adidas has, mm-hmm. it's that's and and the premise of what consortium is, whether it's strayed from that a little bit and stuff now here or there, but that's one of the, that's still to me like one of the best premises and um, the way over the years that product has been released and really kept tight and the partnerships yeah. that are there. You don't feel competition with the other guys in no, the circle. No, I, 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 again, and and shout out to Jimmy Manley from Adidas who made it happen, and it all came from something else, but. The, uh, you know, we had this, I had this brainstorm idea of doing something called the foreign exchange program, mm-hmm. which we were going to be doing something with SNS and Hannon and yeah. somebody in Asia. And that sort of morphed into the sneaker exchange. That Mike, all, all, all these stores you're mentioning are stores overseas. I feel like there must be some competition, New York, East coast boutiques. I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story and you don't have to comment on it. You don't have to comment on it. Sure. I, I went to a Mike Packer party in 2015. I've been to many Mike Packer parties. Which Always a good that? time. Uh, this was, I think, for the Casino Just Blaze sure. Saucony shoe. Mm-hmm. And I had on a Ronnie Feig Diodora shoe, mm-hmm. which I still think are hot. And I which showed one? up. Uh, 7,000? It's the maroon ones? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I showed up and you weren't happy with me. And that, that, that's and normal. I thought, I thought you were that, joking that, that's at normal. first. But even, that's, the, that's, even your family who were present were like looking at me. Like you that's normal kick this competition. Guy out. I'm not I, I, right. That's I, Mike. I, I, yes, I guess. I mean, if, if if you're coming, listen. You're pandering to me today. You're both wearing. <laughs> Look at them. Aside, aside Look at from, these guys from La Puma. You, you're both wearing. I kept the neutral. Exactly. Let so, the record Look at show. These guys. These homers are both wearing Packer collabs. <laughs> I thought Joe would throw up for the Kith set on that one. <laughs> I have the Kith, I have the Kith uh, 1942 bottle. If we want to have a, a post podcast drink, sure. But no, I mean. You're trying to drag yeah, me into course. something with that smile on your face that really needs no, <laughs> nothing. I, under I, that, under that, I, that stash. I, 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 we, um, all of us that are, like I keep saying, all of us that are around now have gone through a lot. I mean, I remember, and when Ronnie was releasing, you know, I probably still have the text on my phone when Ronnie was releasing the first ASICs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, congratulations. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's something where I... I mean, he's built a tremendous, tremendous business. That to me, there's no competition. I mean, we do what we do. I've learned over the years, keep your head down and just keep doing your thing. And I mean, especially over the last few, um, and it rings out. I mean, it's something where, you know, doing a podcast like this and talking about stuff like this, it's something where, I mean, I, I wanted to do this just because I think that, again, guys, we've been around for a while, guys who know, know, but yeah. I think it's something, and I'm hoping, you know, the, the youth of today do listen to stuff like this because, you know. We have the analytics, they're listening. Yeah. And one, <laughs> one, one quick question, did you ever have the urge to go back to New York recently or a decade ago or anything? Uh, yes. You did? Yes. Did you and ever come still, close to, or, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, it would... Ashburton Avenue in Yonkers is literally the same as it was when okay. when we left. I mean, it's funny. We've done a sh- photo shoot with Jada there. We actually released some Yeezys in front of the old store mm. with the Lundmarks, I believe. Yeah, the Yeezy Lundmarks. It is exactly the same. The Rummies are the same Rummies across the street. The Winos are the same. That's awesome. But the best is, I mean, I have this on video, is like when we were there, they come and they all they ask about my mom. They ask about my love dad. It, it's unbelievable. Would I love to go back over there and do something? Uh, it would mean a ton. It would mean a ton to me. I mean, is there other things obviously that we're in the midst of doing now and and you know hopefully in the future? Sure, sure. Do you, I would, do you I would ever miss the to. wild wild west days of sneaker retail? Or are we still in those days? Um, well, I think it's it's different, a little bit different. But um, listen social media is a blessing and a curse yeah it yeah. really is yeah. um do i miss being in the store and being on hypebeast and seeing the union 180s show up and literally <sighs> losing your shit yeah yes they oh. do but i think it's something where that can come back i think what we did with ultra boost i think what we did with the diodora i think that these type of releases where you can actually just walk into a store and get something it's up to the retailer, really. I mean, I think, and that's why I think when, you know, when we're talking about projects and having the ability to do things with companies, um, obviously it's relationships, but it's doing it hand in hand with them to a certain extent 
where everybody's benefiting. And I think that's why we do, have, thankfully, have the opportunities to work across brands mm-hmm. and, and, and over time keep it consistent. But you also, you were like part of Ewing Shoes, right? Like bringing yeah. them back? I, I was. Um, it's I, I had was integrally involved in bringing that back. It, when I'm not involved anymore. Um, there's a backstory to all that. I mean, when I graduated law school, I cold-called David Falk um, mm-hmm. to Rockville, Maryland, because it was a story on him. This is David Falk from ProServe? This is David Falk from ProServe, and, and when he was Michael Jordan's agent, mm-hmm. and there was an article about him in Sports Illustrated, I was the schmuck who called for whatever uh, information was in Rockville, Maryland, got some number, called him about 7.30 at night. He answered in his house, told me to call back the next day, and it was my first, yeah, first summer of law school, wanted to go into the business, he was very nice, put me in touch with, you know, his assistant, didn't have anything for me. But in my mind, I just said, you know, one day I want to do something with him. Yeah. And when we really got to the final stages of doing the Ewing deal, I, rem- I told David that story. Awesome. And, uh, I mean, I'm still friendly with him now. I mean, he's, it, it's really, it, it's eye-opening to me. Um, and, again, we've been through a lot of this stuff, and any of us in retail have it where you have – um, athlete, you know, athletes who are clientele and stuff like that. If yeah. you look at the roster that David had over the years, whether it's Jordan, Carmelo, um, you know, Iverson was with him for a minute, but a lot of other guys that are there now, Othella Harrington, the whole Georgetown crew, you don't see a story on any of them that listen to David that are now doing appearances at Madison Square Garden, like, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. for, for because they need it. We got right? we got to touch on every every Mike Packer business venture. What happened with A Life too? Um, I, I want to talk about A Life. Uh, just yeah, just but on 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 the Ewing side of things. Yeah, um, it was something where I know what it literally was the holy grail of back then when the retro basketball was totally. hot. Nobody could ever get the brand because it was such a bad breakup that Patrick had. Really? With oh yeah, people tried for years. Pat, there was a distrust f- because. The originally was YC Kim. It was out of Korea. I mean, mm-hmm. there was so there were federal lawsuits over the first like time it came out because there was so much product going from the factories to different countries in Europe and stuff like that. So there was a distrust that Patrick had. He never would do it. There were multiple people trying to do it. I get accused all the time of being very stubborn, and this one I was. Um, but at the end, it's something that David. And Danielle, who's um, been with him forever over there, they basically said that, you know, if you, if it wasn't me involved and kept doing it, mm. they wouldn't be as trustworthy with it. And I can look back at that. And, I mean, we did a phenomenal job with it when it first came out. I mean... It made a splash. I, it made a splash. I think it pissed some other brands off. Mm. Um, but to me, it was it's all karma to everything. I mean, my birthday is August fifth. Patrick's birthday was August fifth. Nice. So we all know how easy it is to piss off a sneaker brand. Um, yeah. But again, it's something where you just keep your head down and keep doing your thing. And I think all of the retailers that I mean, there's that's that's to me where you when I said disappointing before this business is so. And again, maybe it's me talking off the cuff, but it's so easy if you do it right. Yeah. We had a list of retailers that were all the best boutiques around the country. Every one of them made a shit ton of money that had that stuff for the first couple years a shit ton of money the ewing accounts yeah yeah because you know what the public you can make a business the public doesn't have to know how many pairs are made right but i wish i wish we did sometimes yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta float those numbers to me uh yeah Um, (laughs) i need to see the notebook (laughs) but it's it's something where sometimes it's perception you know and it's it but there is a real business and when you know, I listened to one of your other podcasts when, you know, 22,000 pair of the of the turtle doves. Yeah. That's, that's shit. Mm. That is nothing. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, the Ewing business gave me a perspective on a lot of things. I think, you know, us doing our collabs and with numbers, how they were, and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it, that's, that gave me a lot of perspective on things. But, yeah. The collaboration game died, too, right, basically? Not I don't told, think it died. Not died, but to the, to the extent where, like, used to be, like, 5,000 pairs of, like, you know, ASIC shoe dropping. Oh, yeah, 300 is the new 3,000. Wait, Mike, I didn't forget about this. What happened with Packer and A-Life? And the brief marriage that oh, was I, Packer I, no, and a When was that? No, it's not, it wasn't, it's not brief at all. Okay. I mean, it's something where, look, I, I know I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if they were not in business period Shout out to Rob. period yeah. all those guys mm-hmm. i mean and it's it's i mean 
Dema- I mean, going back to what we talked about before, Demani and I would be on the phone all the time. Like, oh shit, you know, Nike customer service has, you know, this, this, and this. And I can, I vividly remember calling up when they had the, the Bojacks in the ninety ones. Demani sold a ton. We sold a ton. It was like it was one of those things back then when he was at A Life. So they, they, it, again, and this is a, the A Life story. Probably, I mean, it's probably something you know can't give you guys a suggestion but it's a story that can be told probably for hours and you know i look back at that and before having the opportunity it's it's i think you know probably one of the more squandered opportunities i think that were in in our industry i think Mm. they should have been sold way back Mm -hmm. for a lot of money um but again i've learned that people are stubborn sometimes i've learned that packers is no longer involved with a life no no no. so the long and short story of it was when we were doing stuff with asics when asics had you know all the collabs they had a project around the new york city marathon with a life mm-hmm. and we were pretty close to those guys a life that was a good it, collection it, yeah it was a great collection and and it was never going to come to life because whatever the reasons were a life didn't have credit lines, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, to bring it out. And we did it together with them. We did the lookbook. We did all that stuff. We got it going. There is a story around the whole release where, you know, you – and and listen, it was plain to see when people are lining up for all the product and stuff like that where, you know, you know about a lot of people and, you know, and you know a lot of things when you're doing a project. You don't know everything, obviously, but – when the marshals show up that day to lock the pads on the door because the rent isn't being paid, and that was a total other yeah. part of the whole thing yeah, over yeah, at yeah. A-Life. But um, the release went great. I think that got them back on the map. Mm-hmm. Never in my wildest dreams did I think it was just going to be this one project and out, and we would figure out the revenue. But I, I just was, I don't know, felt something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've known Trey forever. I mean, yeah. I've gotten to know Rob Trey, you know, when it comes to this, he's been through a lot. Yeah, we had him on an early, earlier yeah. version of Full Size Run, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and sometimes he's very hard-headed, but it then morphed into, okay, let's see if we can make this thing go. We got it back on its feet. Thankfully, I don't, I can sit here today and not have to worry about how payroll is getting paid at A-Life or anything mm-hmm. like that. Where it goes from here, I mean, I am more than happy to see it do well because I can need a life. The world but, needs it. But you're a life. out of it. No, I'm not out of it. Oh, no, I wanted to, I, I'm not involved with the day to day. That's what I mean. But yeah, I mean, does it do well? And do I see a benefit from that? Sure. Like we mentioned, these guys are wearing two collabs. We've talked a lot about collabs. I want to go around and have us, we, we kind of always end the podcast on like one question, a favorite here or favorite there. Welty, what's your favorite Packer collab? Um, I like these ones a lot. People can't see I'm wearing the ZX9000. Um, it was a New Jersey shoe that you done. The only thing, Mike, I wish you didn't do on this sneaker, and I, it's one of those pet peeves of mine that when a, <laughs> when a, when a retailer tries to do something that think is a really cool detail mm-hmm. and it ends up not being the best for wearing the I shoe. I wish you guys could see Mike's face right yeah, now. Ner- is, I don't, the, the <laughs> Mike's le- trigger meter. The, no, no. The leather liner mm-hmm. on the shoe yep. is one of those things that it seems more premium, but when you wear it, your foot slides okay, in and out so of it. Okay, so I was actually outvoted. I do not like leather interiors either but it's like wax Aaron laces, is hell, you know? like my the people who work for me are a hell of a lot smarter than me so um i mean i don't like the fact that every adidas zx shoe has laces that are just you can wrap them around three times but um that's that's just something else but again you can bring that up with aaron you have his number go yeah. text him yeah <laughs> big, big up to aaron a guy a guy who taught me a lot um i think my favorite packer collab Going back a ways, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that people forget about, like the uh, the New Balance 999s were super clean. Oh, the the one right yeah, after, yeah. after they had the Trump thing and we released it the week after? <laughs> Absolutely, it was great. Uh, purple Tapes is, is very high up, but I think the uh, the Michael Chang pumps from 2011, the Roland Garros pair, yeah. I still have those um, dead stocks sitting uh, again in a closet in Oregon. I, I'm, I'm waiting for the right moment. A Reebok shoe. Oh a Reebok boy. shoe. So the we might have for to, you to sell them or to wear them. Uh, we might Bad have still to not here. Bring those out one day, but that's. I think that's my favorite Packer. Collab. Yeah. Um, thank you. I mean, that actually. I mean, that whole package that we did, the whole Packer. Yeah, slam the Grand thing, Slam. Yeah. That actually, I have to give credit where credit's due. I mean, I was talking about that idea for probably two years, and a brand didn't take it from you. No, I di- I couldn't get in front of anybody. Clark Kent. at Reebok Clark oh, sounds Kent. familiar. No, Clark <laughs> sounds very familiar. Clark Kent. I remember the day he introduced me to Matt Ting. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, t- 
talked about it. Big up Matt Ting and yeah. Dave I, Ting. I, like, I, I, for, we can talk about all these collaborations. I remember the morning that I got a call from Matt where he's like, hey, we're doing this thing called Pump 20. Right. And we want you to be involved. It was something where he and Matt and I are still friends till today. And this is Matt Ting who would go on to establish the Reebok Certified Network, right? With Ryan Cross, yes. All right. Right. Um, <laughs> this guy's uh, this guy. Yeah, so he called and he's like, hey, we want to have you part of it. And um, realizing that every other 19 partners that were there probably had done multiple collaborations back then. But he's like, I know there's something there. And we ended up doing that. And then that led to, I think the Grand Slam pack was our second thing we did with them. But then we had a nice run with... Stash. The, yeah, other, the Omni Pumps, yeah. the, the Dominique ones. We mm-hmm. did, uh, I mean, to me... You know, the, the Kobe run. I mean, that's, sorry, not the Kobe. The Iverson run that we did with them. A lot of mm-hmm. things with that. Um, the the Iversons. Pl- the for player use only pack. Yeah. I mean. Any laws, a- any legal trouble around that? I had none. You had none. Did No, they didn't because, you know, actually, what were you talking about, which, the uh, LJ23 on the. Yeah. Again. Whatever that could stand for. Did, no, you, se- did you send LeBron James a pair? Maybe. <laughs> Those are fire. You know what? And that is one thing, and I've learned this over time. We made way, and that was at the height of when collaborations were selling like hotcakes. We made way too many of those things. Too um, many units every time, right? No, of of that, and you know, you learn lessons. But that one, yes, there. But if you look back at what that is now, I mean, to me, I, I just love that whole project. Did yeah. it get me you know, other friends and maybe other parts of the industry? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But you gotta respect it. Joe, favorite Packer collab? I I really love that Iverson collab with the two colorways. I have two favorites, though. One, I don't know if it was necessarily an official collab, the Bradley Carbone Adidas SL. Mm -hmm. uh, That was also a Matt Ting production when he was over at Adidas. The family walk, the friends and family walk that you guys did. Bradley Carbone basically was one of the people that gave me my start in the industry. Mm -hmm. I couldn't make the walk but he is a complex pioneer and to see you guys do that project was just amazing. And, you know, I think everyone who is close to Bradley respected that so much. And then the other one on a lighter note, the Bill Belichick starter jacket, the red starter jacket, Mike, we had a nice people don't do, did people respect that as much as they should? I bought it. It was one of the first times I emailed, I forget who it was. Some it might've been Aaron. Probably. You were, pro- I'm sure it was Aaron. Yeah. I emailed Aaron. I thought Aaron. you had emailed like Carl Banks. Like, no, <laughs> but I emailed Carl Banks. Is That's the guy who like did yeah. the starter licensing. Yeah. But if you're a Giant fan, the 1990 Super Bowl, Belichick had that satin starter jacket on. My friend, I'm a diehard Giant fan, but my friend is like, his mood is ruined. If the Giants lose and they've been losing a lot. So I got him the jacket and I didn't. He's Changed not, his life. He's not savvy about like releases or anything. So I just emailed Aaron. I got it. And I gave it to him, and he wore it to the game like the next week. And Leonard Marshall was like, "Where'd you get that jacket?" To me, sneakerheads may not know the extent of how special it was, but any Giant fan knows it was a brilliant, brilliant project. And just man, that's fucked up because awesome. you know Aaron gave you the jacket thinking you were going to wear it on sneaker shopping and get some no. get some real oh, promo. That was, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that especially, and I mean, it's something where over time we've been able to cross over it because again yeah. like i said before you keep if you keep true to what you are i mean you know we're heritage we're sport mm-hmm. we're and that's what you know thankfully the heritage part is there because of you know being born into it and growing mm-hmm. up in the era and, and stuff like that but sports have always been part of every single thing i mean there's been a lot that have been left on the drawing you know yeah. table because of all that but with starter yeah it was it, that that was it was epic and it proved just something with to us where it's like we can do these other type of releases and projects and the way we did it and if i remember right we had those in jersey city and we had the players i think there Mm -hmm. and stuff like that when we did it and yeah that was a total other customer base that we obviously knew exists yes um and we knew like when we did the syracuse and you know stuff Mm -hmm. like that there's a way to get people to open their eyes And, and, and you know that's led you know, thankfully to whether it's, you know, consulting for some teams or stuff like that, where, you know, they, they, they see that. I think, again, you know, Fanatics is what Fanatics is. Sure. But there are so many different ways to skin a cat in this. If, you, if you're part of what this is, you yeah. can move it to so many different parts of what's going on today. 
Um, listen, it also got us probably about, uh, I don't know, 15 or so giants who were customers just because they, was that's so, when Yeezys were like, yeah. it's, it was I a bet. whole, it was a bunch. That was jacket, a bunch that jacket in, in New York Giants apparel history, that jacket is at the top of recognizability. Mike, what's your favorite, uh, Packer shoes collab? If you had to pick one, what you do? Um, or not like no, picking it, picking his children, like children, right? Yeah. You, it's like, you Mike. can't, you, I, I can tell you which are my least favorite. Mm, uh, I wish sure. I would. Sure, I can better that. answer. <laughs> not for that. <laughs> well, if you're not honest with yourself, you're not. I mean, as much as we did with Reebok, if I could do away with the Four Seasons pack, I never would have mm. pushed that. And then actually, people were telling me like, just shut up and it's too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, second colorway of the Kamikaze, we never should have done because that was that was the red one, right? Yeah, it looks supposed to look like a chili pepper. Right, right, right. Um, good in premise, but yeah, can't, whatever. But. Um, when it comes to, uh, I mean, ASICs that we did, the Gel Light 3 for the anniversary, that meant a lot to me because, I mean, Aaron made it come to life, but it's something where I'm like, hey, why don't we do something like old school and sort of package it up and stuff like that. That means a ton. I think that a lot of the stuff that uh, we've had done that's had other, you know, meanings behind it, mm-hmm. like, uh, that's it. When stuff comes off right, you know, you have the ability to look back and just smile about it. I think what we did with Raekwon was great. Yeah. I mean, I think it was so, I mean, that was at a time, if you want to go back, I mean, we had, we did the, we did the release over at SOBs. I was there. Um, and that line was down the block for hours and hours and you know ray then did his thing we did yeah, the ice cream truck the ice cream truck shout out to mikey likes it yes and a and wonderful we were, guy we yes 100 percent. we were one of the first to do projects with him like yeah. when he was doing that stuff um i ran into him the other night uh, down in the east village and then two hours later i was eating a cheeseburger with peanut butter and ice cream <laughs> on it true story um what we did with sneakers and stuff for token 38 i mean that whole project to me was great i mean that was something that was literally born out of sitting at a table and i still have some signed shack sneakers from that yeah, event that, that uh, whole sitting in my room. that whole three days i mean we literally again i, I mean i can i've industry people have said it i mean we we won all-star weekend i aside from the 750s coming out yeah like that was it was great my favorite moment great. from that i think it's a kind of funny place to tie up on that i think it shows your personality a little bit as i remember you were like seating you know the industry people who had come to the party and peter from sneakers and stuff went he's like he's like what shoe do you want and he got me like an insta pump right and then you're like there in the back room and he's like all right uh insta pump uh size 11 and a half and you're like that's it no more fucking sneakers that were given out to anyone <laughs> that's for you i apologize it's, uh, i don't think you even saw the situation been, yeah, but it but was I've just accused of giving away too much stuff so i mean if uh yeah it really must have been it must have been overboard the other thing about token 38 is i uh and again this goes back to leo again that's the first time we ever did anything with Eric. First time I ever met Eric, really. Eric Emanuel. Emanuel, like yep. doing some stuff. Part of uh, the Packer family. Yes, 100%. And uh, what he's grown into in the business yeah. and everything else has been phenomenal. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was the first time we ever we ever did anything uh, with him. We had his jerseys when he was doing the jerseys. And That's stuff what it there. was. Gotcha. Yep. So. Listen, this has been a great conversation. I feel like we we could have went on for hours. Oh, yeah. We have to do a part two. If the podcast makes it to uh, episode, what, 100? Maybe we'll do a part two? Once these sponsors really start uh, kicking (laughs) in the dollars and uh, extending the life of this thing. Mike, we can't thank you enough. Like we discussed, give some good insight to the the glory days of sneaker retail, and we brought it to 2020, and you're our second guest on the podcast, and couldn't think of... uh, anyone who would be better to tell these tales of retail the problem is like your age is going up like yeah. chris is young i mean i'm older than chris i don't know really i, mean, I don't know who you're gonna pull out next <laughs> okay, i mean yeah get, get sam siegel on here he can he can riff for a while <laughs> mike mike where exactly just just the people listening where can they find packer shoes in 2020 uh find us in teaneck where we just redid the store last year yeah. i mean jersey city is actually under a bit of renovation now and uh-huh. we'll be probably open in hopefully about another 45 days yeah from now um and what's coming in 2020 can you give us a can you give us a little teaser what what kind of collabs we can expect anything like that mike um i think to joe's point i think we've kept consistent and try and keep going with everybody else and what was that sign um, just just give me something mike what do you i mean 
What you want? Can I tell you we have a Stan Smith coming with your face on it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah. Look, I don't, that's I don't what he's looking for. Exactly. It might be better uh, than a Sean Weatherspoon Stan Smith. Stop okay. it. Uh, I don't know whether it's a Stan Smith stop or not. Stop it. But he told us it wasn't a Stan Smith. Okay. Sean, it, it Sean is, told it Complex it's not a Stan but Smith. I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't possibly weigh in on that. You're the one who started the whole the whole thing, but anyway, <laughs> Mike. Thanks so much for coming through. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Really again. appreciate it's, it's, the conversation. Yep. Thank and, you, Mike. Uh, thank you, and the extended Packer family. Like yeah. Everybody we mentioned, Aaron, Leo, Dave Vericker. Aaron, Leo, Dave Vericker. Victor. I mean, there are some great people there. Victor, Brittany is there, who's, who, who Chris, um, I mean, he was going through the whole flight club litany. Yeah. Like, when it comes to Brittany, he literally took her, saw her talent, took her off the street, put her in the flight club mode, and she's been doing her thing for years as well. And everybody else I have working for me who make my job easier every day awesome thanks everyone for tuning into the complex sneakers podcast if you are enjoying the content please rate review and subscribe to the podcast we will be here every week friday 6 a.m and tell a friend to check us out thank you our podcast producer is shiva bayette sound engineering done by craig clayton special thanks to dave matthews and alejandro de jesus The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.